Hi there. My name is Carolina Flores, and I'll be the resident philosopher today. And I'm speaking with Nicholas Ligatino. Welcome, Nick. And this is Talk Pop C. Our topic today is art as cognition. All right, great. So, Nick, um, tell me about um, some of your experiences with art, some of the most memorable ones. Uh, so, my, my mother is an artist. Uh, I painted a lot when I was in like seventh grade and then just cold turkey. I don't know what happened, but uh, at some point, I think I got more into sports, left art behind. And the last two years, it's just come back and it's been uh, wonderful. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. What exactly has come back for you? Um, just, uh, I mean, the types of art I'm doing are, you know, acrylic, collaging, acrylic and collaging, string art, really everything, wood carving, uh, putting it all together into one, which is kind of a mishmash mess, but um, I love it. Yeah, that sounds really fantastic. Yeah. So the story was you did a lot of art as a kid. Yep. Then you sort of went cold turkey for sport. Yep. Did you go completely cold turkey during those years? Yeah. So when I was, when I was, I want to say in sixth, seventh grade, between sixth and eighth grade, I can't quite remember exactly when it was. I had a neighbor who was an amazing oil painter. I mean... Amazing. And uh, he, we used to play chess together. And one day he's like, oh, come in. I'll give you a quick tutorial. I'll show you, you know, how to do this and how to do that, how to mix the oil and yada, yada, yada. And uh, from then on, it was just like every night I was at his house when we were painting together. Um, and I picked it up fast. I loved it. And then, you know, when you're a kid, your, your mind is all over the place. So it just slowly kind of dissipated and I started doing other things. But now it's back and it's great. And I love it. Do you remember what you initially loved about it as a um, kid? That, the first thing I think of when you asked me that question that popped into my head was the smell of the oil. Like the smell of oil paint. Um, and how different it is than other paints when you mix it. How it's like silk when it hits the canvas. Um, and at that time, I was really just doing landscapes and kind of sticking to the script. But I remember... Maybe after about a year of doing landscapes and learning and all that good stuff, I started kind of just letting the paint hit the paper and take control. And that's when I really would just get lost. You know, I was, I'm from the city, so it's kind of hard to focus when you're young. Mm -hmm. because there's so much going on around you. Uh, but when I started doing that and just started painting just to paint, not painting specific things that he'd put in front of me, that's when I my creative mind just kind of from there just started growing and getting bigger and yada, yada, yada. It's so interesting because I think um, there's a cultural tendency for us to think of art from kind of the observer's perspective as this finished product. Yeah. And, you know, it's valuable because of the experience of looking at this beautiful or expressive finished product. Yeah. But what you're getting at is that there's this artist's point of view where it's often not at all about uh, representational content or anything like that it's about the process and the yeah. experience mm -hmm. well it's like it's like to me it's when people ask me now when you come into my apartment there's just random stuff everywhere so like i do everything to me it's just one of the best forms of meditation in my opinion you're able to focus on a specific thing clear your head and you're kind of pouring your creativity onto paper so to me it's a really good way to meditate yeah, so this gets us sort of kind of to our topic or yeah. to an aspect of our topic, which is just like, 
you know, one of the kind of cognitive values of art you're getting at is just art as a way of like focusing and of like expressing our creativity. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on how to think about creativity? Like, what's the experience of having your creativity like be let out? Oh. What comes out? Is it like stuff that you're aware of or is it new stuff where you surprise yourself? Um, definitely surprise myself. Um, I, I meditate daily and I always want to paint when I come out of meditation or write one or the other. Um, I'm in the film industry, so that could be a thing as well where I'll have a vision. Um, and to get your creativity on film to me is so, uh, what's the word? I don't know. That, like, I don't, I don't want to say the highest form of art. I, I don't want to say that. But it, to, uh, David Lynch is a guy that I love. Me too. I've yeah. just been watching Twin Peaks, oh, which I've never I have the watched tattoo before. on my leg. I have a tattoo on my leg of it. <laughs> Amazing. So I, I love his artwork. But when you watch his film and the music he uses, and he does Transcendental Meditation, everything he does in his work, he gets from his meditation. Um, he comes out and just his mind is clear. He has a clear vision, and then he goes for it. Uh, and to be able to take all those thoughts that he has and put them on film with music, mm -hmm. with color, with everything, that's just, that's my goal. That's where I want to get to. When I could take it all, whatever I got going on in there, and just, boom, yeah. this is what we want to do. There are so many questions to ask you, but I'm just going to go, gonna go yes, with like go, one line. Go, the fire. Go, boom, boom. <laughs> um, one line is just like, um, it seems that there's this real connection for you between kind of a certain way of engaging with your mind through meditation and then um, art. So it's not like you're just taking what's already in your mind from the day to day. There's like kind of a process before um, producing art. Do you think that's important or do you think you could just like, you know, have your day to day experience, not really pause at all? And um, also you can. Yeah, you definitely can. But for me. Uh, the new thing now, I feel like you hear it often is, oh, um, someone will ask you a question and you'll say, well, let me meditate on that. Mm -hmm. I kind of don't believe in saying that because the point of meditation is to become fully mindful mm -hmm. for transcendental meditation. Um, so when I go in, I don't go in it like, okay, I'm going to meditate so I can paint after or so I can do this after the whole thing is stay present. So when I come out of meditation, my mind is completely clear and what's at the forefront of my mind in particular that's unique to me is art, whether it be writing, painting, or film, or whatever. Making I write music as well. It, it, I'll come out and and something will be there. All right, I'm gonna do this. Great. Do you think that what's there at that point has like special significance? Oh, one hundred. You think you're like accessing a special part of like oh, something like who you really are. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um. I think a lot of people are afraid to express their most creative self, their true inner self. Mm -hmm. And I had that with art for a while when I started painting recently, two years ago, because I said, like I said, there was a big lull. Mm -hmm. um, but when I recently started, I started doing things that when I would finish the piece of art, I'd look at it and say, why did I decide to do this? How is it unique to me? Is it in, is, was that piece of are inside of me? Was I able to empty my thoughts and creativity onto that canvas? And a lot of times I'd say no. And then I kind of caught myself painting to please the, not please the man, but painting for others, painting for others, really. Mm -hmm. What what am I going to post on Instagram that people will be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Where when I would take like neon colors yeah. and do something that's topical, that would get the likes. All of a sudden I'm like, why am I doing, I don't care about the likes. I don't care about the likes. I don't care about any of that. I, did, I had an art show and I didn't want to sell any of my art. My mother was selling her art. She's like, you got to sell it. I'm like, no, I don't want to because, and I think that's a great place to get to 
mm-hmm. in your art is where it's so personal to you. You just, you know, it's you don't want to give it away or you don't care about the notoriety that you get yeah, for it. The value for you is not in any, right now, it's not in anything like external or like yeah. approval or economic yeah. value. It's yeah. more about the kind of different access that you get to your mind mm-hmm. and to who you really are. So do you also think that... um some of what you're saying it's like it's not enough to meditate it seems like the getting to like do art coming from that special mindful place is important so do you think of this as like a process that starts with meditation and uh, includes i had a very production? long i had a very long journey to get to where my yeah. mind is now um through a lot of reading i'm sure you know about don miguel ruiz or Michael A. Singer. I do not. All right, Give us a little summary. Well, Michael A. Singer, The Untethered Soul is an amazing book. Domingo Ruiz, The Four Agreements, Mastery of Love, um, The Fifth Agreement, Circle of Fire. Those books are amazing. And it's really, they're all self-growth books, but they don't teach you how to self-grow mm-hmm. or grow yourself, however you want to say that. They, he teaches you about his ancestry, um, Domingo Ruiz. So he's teaching you, telling you a story. And a lot of people, when they read his books, they... I know I did. I felt such a crazy connection to this man. He was speaking to me. Um, And that pushed me into the direction of starting to meditate because he talked about it a lot in his book. Mm -hmm. And I felt such a connection. I'm like, let me try it. He does it and yada, yada, yada. With the meditation and the books that I've read, working on my own psyche, everything, that completely opened the door to my creativity because it's been bottled up because of, I think, because of distractions, mm-hmm. all these distractions, you know, but when I deleted social media and when I quit the job that I hated and I just put it out there, I'm going to do this, this, and this now, that's it. My happiness is most important. Once I focused on that, the creativity came. Great. So what I'm hearing is um, that there's like kind of a few different values that come from art and that I think are cognitive values. They're about like one's mental and like psychological life. And it sounds like they're like the ability to focus really deeply in a way that lets you like access who you really are. And in doing that, it also lets you sort of be truly creative or sort of find something Mm -hmm. that's like distinctively yours and that Mm -hmm. you feel like the need to like um, kind of put out there. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I wanted to just to ask you about was just the importance of different media. So you said that you think of film as sort of like special very. But it sounds like a lot of what you do is painting or... Well, the thing with film is it takes a lot more planning and a mm-hmm. lot more work. And when you have a clear vision, you don't want to settle for for less. So, for instance, I, I just wrote a screenplay and I have to cast a woman to play the female role. I have to get wardrobe. I have to... The woman that's playing the female role has to, role has to have a Yiddish accent. Mm. So, you know, it takes time and it takes work. In mm-hmm. order to set all this up, get the sound equipment, no, get the sound editor, get the camera. Right. It's different than being home, having your paint and going, I'm in the mood to be creative. Boom, 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 boom. Let me do this right now. Yeah. That lets you access the state of flow kind yeah, of immediately, exactly. which of course you can't do in uh, making a film. Exactly. And that's a, that's a problem. I don't know about for you, but making a plan for your creativity to come out mm-hmm. is a problem, right? Because yeah. then it puts pressure on you. Maybe you're, maybe you're just, well, you want to do something else that day. But now all of a sudden you have to be behind a camera. Yeah. And that's where it's a little, film to me is a little bit more difficult to, to do. It 
it's it's the process. Yeah. So it sounds like painting gives you access to this process of kind of like pure focus yeah. and creativity. Mm-hmm. But you think that in terms of like the finished product, that film is like more powerful. In my opinion, of mm-hmm. course, this is you know yeah. artist subjective, obviously. But uh, to me, film is it's it's moving. There's music. There's colors. Mm-hmm. You're working on every aspect of a three of a three dimensional. A uh, uh, piece of work. Yeah. Um, there's a story in- involved. There's dialogue involved. There's so much that you're putting of your own creativity inside of it. Yeah. Um, there's all these different dimensions to yeah. film that other media don't capture because, yeah. like, film can exploit well, words and dialogue yeah. and music and sounds and like image yeah. and which you know other media are like more constrained in yeah. in some ways. Um, one thing that just struck me from what you were saying is on the painting side, you've got this like process of action and focus, but mm-hmm. you might think that maybe part of the reason, just a hypothesis, I want to hear what you think about yeah. it. Part of the reason why film is powerful on the audience side is because it gives you that experience of flow, but like as an audience member, even if the artist or director or producer themselves, they, they do not get that experience of flow because, you know, they have to be planning and yeah. like casting yeah. and like dealing with a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Does that seem right? Is that like part of why you think film is powerful? I just think it's like a cool question to get to the bottom of like why film well, does seem so powerful. So I'll tell you what, to get to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. straight out, um, this passion that I have, um, it really goes hand in hand with David Lynch's work. He inspired me to a point where I have to get my thoughts onto camera. You know, all the music he uses is, if you listen to it, it's all very, um, it's like meditation music throughout his entire show and the entire series and the series in the 1990s compared to the 2017s, it's still carried over. It's still the same thing. It's all open to interpretation, uh, just like art. But in this type of art, in film, you have so many different aspects. And to me, I think because I have a little bit of a busy mind, to get mm. so many different things into one piece of art is... It's the richness woo. of it. Yeah. And it's, so it sounds like part of it is um, when you have like film, part of the experience of engaging with it is of engaging with this multifaceted, complex object yeah. where there's kind of a lot that draws your attention in, mm. which you might get less of with other yeah. uh, media. That's a really, that's a really interesting um, point. Um, how does that interact with the idea of like focus, though? Because... You know, you might think that when there's a lot calling for your attention, you're kind of like less attentive to a specific Well, here's aspect. the thing. So if you, in your most creative state, so let's say if you come out of meditation and you want to create a film, that's when you have to be as detailed as possible on paper. So in this scene, Joe is going to be wearing a orange shirt and a mustard yellow pair of shoes. Like every single thing, walking down the street at a slow pace during the day at this time. It's important to write down every last detail because if you just write the script, just write the dialogue, just have the storyline, but you don't have the visuals, you might be in trouble. When you when you try one day, you're pressured into saying, oh, uh, how should I make this look? You might be out of your elements. I think it's best to do it when you come out of meditation or when you're in a really creative state of, mo- uh, state of mind. Just write every single thing down in, in crazy detail. Yeah, so... Again, just um, I think you keep bringing us back to the point of view of the person who's producing the art yeah. and the kind of like um, 
motive agency that you can access by making art. And one thing that I think is coming out is this idea that in if you're thinking about a movie or a film, you have to really be um, bringing to life like the super fine-grained, detailed mm -hmm. picture of reality, mm -hmm. which you might think is like kind of an especially powerful uh, place to be able to access in your like cognitively speaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about engaging with other people's art? Um, how like how does that play into your like art practice? Oh, it's that's almost everything. That's half of the pie. You know what I mean? I was on Twenty Eighth Street the other day and Twenty Eighth and Eleventh, I believe, and there was a row of these galleries. And I I didn't paint for a couple of days, and then after I went to the galleries, forget it. You could not take the paintbrush out of my hands. Uh, so being inspired is huge. Seeing different types of artwork. Why didn't, oh my God, That well, how did I not ever think of that? That's amazing. I'm going to maybe take a play on that um, or get ideas from it, you know? Um, so, you know, inspiration is huge, but even, but it doesn't even have to be in an art gallery. It could be in McCarran Park. There's so much inspiration. Or right, watching David Lynch. Or watching David Lynch. <laughs> um, but there's inspiration everywhere. You know, the trees across the street, everything. So it, yeah, and it sounds like how you think of art as something like you're drinking up the world yeah. in your day-to-day -day experience. Um, things seem to some things really deeply resonate. Um, but and and this didn't happen before. Yeah, this all happened once all the work was complete that I did on myself. Right. Once I got rid of all the distractions, now I'm seeing truly seeing everything. I'm walking instead of walking past, um, you know, this beautiful. Row of roses in McCarran Park and saying, "Oh, those are nice." I'll stop, take it in. Oh my God, these are so beautiful. Who, why are these here? Who put these here? Is, are the, is the Parks Department just yeah <laughs> making New York more and more beautiful every day? And so you appreciation, being grateful, being thankful, all everything plays a part in taking those goggles off. Yeah. So I see. Um, so it's like you've worked on yourself in ways that allowed you to truly focus and mm -hmm. attend. And then once you have those eyes on you and ears and, you know, all the rest, you can be properly inspired by the world yeah. because you're kind of approaching it with this open-minded and open-eyed perspective. Mm -hmm. And then that allows you to kind of take it in, let yeah. the like cognitive engines crank out yeah. and then in turn kind of produce something that's of genuine value mm -hmm. because it's bringing in in part i think because it's bringing in this like attentive like focused yeah. perspective on yeah. the world that's yeah. really beautiful yeah. thank yeah. you being thankful being appreciative of this tent being here today those little things here and there um that is a game changer that's when you know you've kind of uh made a lot of changes when you're able to Get away from the distractions. Focus on the present. Stay present every single second of the day. Stop and smell the roses. And that's what's just... When I speak to like-minded people in the area, we kind of have that in common. We, we, I seem to... It seems to be a thing happening now, um, especially around here in Greenpoint and Williamsburg. Yeah. You have a lot of really artsy, you know, yeah. creative people. And it, the same conversation comes up. It's like, all of a sudden, I... After last year and everything that we've gone through, as a, you know, in the last four years or whatever, um, people are so appreciative every day. That's that's why everyone's so happy outside right now. It's like, oh my god, we we have the sun and we have a park and this is beautiful and it's the simple things. People are becoming less materialistic. Everyone's here in thrift store clothes. Everyone's here just laid back, just chilling. It's a beautiful thing. 
Awesome. Well, we need to wrap up. Thank you yeah, so much. This up. was inspiring so nice and beautiful. Like and um, I hope you continue to get to pursue art as concentration Thank you so throughout much. your life. Thank you. Thank you for having me.